If you've been trying to convince your band that they should use tracks today, I have some advice for you. And I have to be honest, it's probably not what you think. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Behind the Space Bar. If this is your first time, welcome, so glad you're here. Uh, and if you are returning, then welcome back. This is a podcast for musicians, music directors, really anyone performing live on stage. And uh, before we dive into today's content, which is all around this theme and idea of trying to convince your band to use tracks, again, I've got some advice that, uh, that may not uh, be what you think it is. Before we get into that, as I'm recording this, I actually realized right before we started, um, from studio to stage is, is almost five years old. And um, oh my goodness, about a year and a half ago, I went full time with from studio to stage. And uh, I, I never want to miss an opportunity to say thank you. And I never want to miss an opportunity to say the only reason I am fully aware, the only reason well, I guess one of a few reasons, one, God's provision two, my family's support, but three is your support. So the only reason I can have my dream job, sit in my studio here and record content that hopefully helps, I, I know it helps because I hear from you guys that it's helping. The only reason I can do that is because of your support. If you're from Studio to Stage subscriber, you're part of the community, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And even if you've never paid me a dollar, a dime, and you watch this content on YouTube, you listen on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, wherever you're listening, Thank you so much. Uh, it really does mean the world. Uh, if you want to give me a five-year birthday celebration, the thing you could do if you're watching on YouTube is, is go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Um, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the channel. We post new content uh, twice a week, once on Monday. That's this podcast behind the space bar, uh, and then Friday, a tutorial. But uh, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. It means the world. You guys really are the best, and I have the best job in the entire world because of you. So I'm super grateful and thankful for that. So let's talk about this concept, this idea of trying to convince your band to use tracks. And this is something I hear from a lot of you that are newer in the process. And I hear this no matter what scenario you're in, uh, whether you're doing this from a church perspective, you're doing this with a, a group of friends that you've kind of started a, um, a, not necessarily jam band, but like, hey, we're gonna get together, just kind of have fun and try this out take things to the next level, um, or you're in maybe a more established band. You've been around for a while and you're going, hey, let's take things to the next level. And using tracks is a, a really good way to do that. And likely if you've experienced that conversation, we've talked about this a lot on the channel, you've heard some things like this. We can't use tracks because it's cheating. We've talked a lot on the channel about how using tracks by no means is cheating. Uh, we can't use tracks because real musicians don't use tracks. Uh, if that really was the case, I've got a lot of really good friends that are really fantastic musicians that I need to tell, hey, you're you're no longer a real musician because this one random guy on YouTube commenting said you're not because you're using tracks. That's just simply not the case. Um, I hear from people all the time, you can't flow or have freedom when you're using tracks, particularly in the church world. Gosh, I hear that so much. Man, we want to flow. We want to have freedom. We don't have flexibility, so we can't use tracks. It's simply not true. Uh, some people say it's canned. It feels too commercial. A, a couple episodes ago on Behind the Space Bar, hopefully we debunked that by sharing that um, using tracks doesn't necessarily mean what you think it is. So I hope that we have debunked this myth. We've taken that away from you so you understand that. Um, if you hear that and you go, wait, I can I can like be a real musician. I can have freedom and flexibility and use tracks and you want to know how to do that. Do me a favor. Head to from studiotostage.com slash template. You can download my free tracks template. And that's how you're going to learn how to do that. Get access to a, a six-day email course that's completely for free. Um, but you're trying to convince your band to use tracks. 
that's potentially some of the hesitation you're hearing. Um, like I said, I have a bit of encouragement for you. I have something I want to share with you today, and it's not likely what you think. Here's here's it. You ready? Ready for this one? Stop trying to convince your band to use tracks. I know that maybe feels like not what you expected from me, but I want you to stop trying to convince your band to use tracks. Um, that's the big message for today. And I've got uh, three reasons uh, that I want to share why I think it's uh time to stop trying to convince your band to use tracks. Number one, it's okay to not use tracks, okay? Um, if you or someone in your team is potentially considering um, uh, using tracks and there's some hesitation and you're like, man, I really feel like we're missing out because we're not using tracks, I wanna give you permission. If you're looking for permission, I wanna give you permission to not use tracks. It's okay to not use tracks. You gotta understand my whole business, I started this right saying I've been in business for five years, doing this full time for about the past year and a half. Um, but for the past 20 years, over 20 years, I've been teaching people how to run tracks on stage with Ableton Live. Um, it's my entire business, right? If, if scientists went out and did a study and they could scientifically prove that every time you press play in Ableton and ran tracks that a kitten died, my business would end, right? That's how much my business is built on the concept of using and running tracks. And I am telling you, it's okay not to use tracks. If you were looking for permission, if someone in your band was looking for permission, it's okay to not use tracks. And, and I think that for a couple different reasons, we're gonna dive into um, uh, a few of those here today. Um, it's okay to not use tracks because I think it's okay to just have a hobby. Right. It's OK. Uh, there's two ways to look at this. You could look at music as a profession, as a, a thing that I want to do as a pro. And you can look at this as um, a thing that um, uh, a thing that uh, we're just doing for fun. It's just a hobby. It's, it's just a thing we're exploring. And I think it's OK for music to be that. Um, I think it's Austin Cleon, uh, the guy who wrote Still Like an Artist, wrote a bunch of really fantastic work uh, books. Uh, Show Your Work is another fantastic book that Austin did. He talks about the importance of having hobbies. And we live in a world where everything turns into monetization. Uh, you, you, you bake a cookie and someone goes, man, you should open a, a, a bake shop. You should start selling your cookies. Um, you uh, you know write a poem and someone goes, oh, you should become an author. And you're like, no, I just, I just want to like do the thing that I'm doing because I love it. I enjoy it, right? I don't want this to become my profession. It's okay to have a hobby, right? It's okay to let music just be the thing that you just do and you just do for fun. Again, I want to give you permission if you're looking for that, if you need permission from me, you have my permission to not use tracks. You have permission to understand it's just a hobby. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Ross. Uh, Ross, if you're listening, um, uh, hope you're doing well. Ross was a former student of mine. I say former because he's no longer subscribed to the site, not because we had a massive fallout, not because he got tired of hearing me swear occasionally in videos or ramble on and on and on. Um, but Ross was really committed to using tracks, using tracks with his band, went full into the idea of using tracks with his band, um, was using a, a Behringer X32 and doing some really cool stuff with that. Um, I got an email from Ross earlier in the year and he said, hey, Will, I want to thank you for everything you did. I want to let you know I'm canceling my subscription. Um, and the reason is, is our band has just decided we don't want to be a band that uses tracks. Now, um, what is Ross's band? Ross's band is him and a few friends that just got together uh, that wanted to have a hobby, that wanted to play music for fun. And it just happened to be a hobby that other people could observe and watch from the outside, right? From the outside looking in, they could observe their hobby that they had. 
there's a difference between professionals and, and amateurs. And I, I sometimes amateur is meant to be like a derogatory thing, but let's call it this professionals and hobbyists. A, a hobbyist that's playing music live is just doing it for the enjoyment of it, just the fun of it. They really love it. And it just so happens that uh, maybe occasionally, a couple times a month, once a month, maybe a couple times a year, they get booked to just have fun with that. If that's your scenario, again, I want to remove this pressure to have to use tracks. Like I said in the beginning, don't feel like you have to use tracks. Just have a hobby. Just have fun. Just enjoy it. So there's hobbyists and there's professionals. If you're a professional out there, that's where I would push back a little bit on the the idea of not using tracks. Again, context is everything. We've talked about that on the channel before. Um, Your context may not necessitate or uh, make sense to use tracks. Most likely it does. But if you're a professional, I think it's important that you at least consider using tracks because being a professional, it's not about your own personal enjoyment. It's about giving a gift to an audience. Now, hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully you're on stage. I'm thinking of Chris uh, uh, from Studio to Stage student that's out on the road traveling right now playing guitar with his band. Um, uh, thinking of Kay, who's out doing playback with with uh, a lot of artists. Uh, thinking of David, who just got off the road for a year with Avril Lavigne doing playback. Um, they are all professionals, but they also happen to love it. But, but they're not just doing that thing because they love it. They're doing it because they feel like they have something to offer, a gift. It's an act of service. Being a professional is an act of service. It's giving a gift to an audience. One of the best gifts you can give to the audience is excellence and giving your absolute best. And tracks is a way to do that. Now, I know some of you keyboard warriors are ready to argue with me again. Go back to the beginning of the show where we talked about uh, things that a lot of people believe about tracks that, that actually are not true. Again, it's all based on context, but uh, all in all, 99% of the world um, uh, that's performing on stage that are professionals should consider using tracks. But again, if you're an amateur, just breathe. It's okay. If you don't want to use tracks, it's perfectly fine. If you're just doing this as a hobby, um, uh, you know, just be okay with, you know, don't rob your friends opportunity to, to just play music, right? Um, but again, I'm going to talk to the professionals out there. You're in a band, you want to do this for a living, uh, or you are doing this for a living. Um, and you're going, okay, how do I improve this? How do I achieve those things that you mentioned earlier? Will uh, to have freedom and flexibility to do this in a way to where our, our stuff doesn't crash on stage. I mentioned this in thesis earlier, but I want to encourage you to head to from studio to stage.com slash template. That's my completely free tracks template. You can download for free. I'm going to also teach you how to implement and use that template. So again, if you are doing this as a professional or even as a hobby and using tracks is something you want to implement, again, I would encourage you to head to from studio to stage.com slash template completely free. You can download the template. You'll get enrolled in my six day email course. I'll show you exactly how to use that. Um, I think it's the best next step to pursue. Okay. Meanwhile, back of the ranch, as we're talking about this, it's okay to not use tracks. Um, uh, it's okay to have a hobby. Third thing I want to encourage you is it's okay to just jam. And you may see that as, okay, that, that's kind of tied into the second one. Uh, but I used a phrase earlier before we we teased the template there. Um, don't rob your friends, your bandmates as a, from an opportunity to just have fun. It's okay to just jam. It's okay to be in a band and just go, we want to get together and we just want to make music. Like we're not trying to make money from this. We're not trying to even necessarily book shows. We just want to have fun with this. And if that's okay, don't try to force your feelings, your desire to to do your best on your band. Right. And I, I understand it. I, um, a couple of years ago, ran into uh, a, someone who was kind of involved early in my life. 
um, as I was involved in a lot of bands. And he kind of pulled me aside. and It was a really great, encouraging conversation with him. And one of the things he talked about is, is he said, Will, I just kind of noticed early on that you were different. You saw things differently. You took them a little more seriously. You were not just approaching this as someone who's just playing guitar. Like I could tell that you really wanted to do this professionally. Like this is something you really wanted to commit to, right? Um, and it's not that the other people around me weren't doing that. I mean, I could think of uh, three other people kind of in my same circle that are still doing music now full time. It's just he, he could see that I approach things differently. And one of the things I often experienced was when I would walk into a scenario and my expectation of excellence, my expectation of what I wanted to get out of that experience didn't match everyone else's. Mine is here. Everyone else's is here. I would often walk away frustrated. Right. I would often walk away um, irritated that, man, why do they not want to give their best? Why do they not want to be as excellent as possible? And it took a friend and a mentor kind of pulling me aside, different person than what I mentioned earlier. But it took a friend, uh, Jason who said, you, you're defining excellence by things that you value. You've got to realize that excellence is not just this thing that's set in, in stone. Excellence is always trying to pursue, do things really, really well, but we can't just define excellence by what we like. And, and so the point I'm trying to make here is if you walk into a scenario and you're just with a group of people that just want to jam and have fun, that is okay. That's perfectly, perfectly okay. Don't try to force your desire to do things really, really well on them. Right. Um, and sometimes that takes some of us that, again, have really high expectations, really high goals and dreams to just kind of slow our roll a little bit, to step away, to go hug someone, to take a deep breath and go, yeah, it's OK if we just jam. It's OK if we just have fun. That's perfectly OK. So if that's you and you're kind of like me, I just want to encourage you to just let your band have fun. Don't spoil their opportunity. Uh, to just jam and have fun. So again, as a reminder, uh, just walking through all this, I, I want to encourage you to stop trying to convince your band to use tracks. Um, understand it's okay to not use tracks. Understand it's okay to just have a hobby. And understand that it's okay to just jam. Uh, this can Music can just be something you enjoy. It doesn't have to be a truly kind of professional thing where you're making money at it. Again, if you are viewing this as um, either a hobby or a profession, and you want to get even more serious about this, uh, then head to from studio to stage.com slash template, pick up my free tracks template. Uh, you'll be enrolled in my free tracks course, and you're going to learn how to use tracks on stage that get in a way that gives you freedom and flexibility that doesn't hinder you. Um, that's really going to take your performance to the next level. Um, so if that's you again from studio stage.com slash template, again, I just want to thank all of you so much for, um, the support again, five years is absolutely nuts. It's absolutely crazy to me. Uh, I have, like I said, the, I think the best job in the entire world. I really do believe that. Um, I, I love what I get to do. Uh, I, again, I view it as a gift. Like I love chatting with you and hearing, Hey, can we talk about this? And then be able to create content interfacing with you. Um, it's absolutely, absolutely, uh, the best thing in the entire world. So I have a favor. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you're watching over on YouTube, do me a favor, hit the subscribe button, uh, enable the bell icon. Um, really, I want to make sure you don't miss out when we post brand new con content. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, consider subscribing, um, following the show there. Um, and thanks so much for watching and listening and hope to see you on the next one. Take care, everybody. Bye.